Welcome to the Men's Leadership Network podcast, where each month we're exploring what it means to be a godly leader in our homes, workplaces, and communities. We want to be a resource for men who are seeking spiritual leadership principles so that they live and lead differently in all aspects of their lives. This initiative is not just about reaching, but equipping multipliers for Christ. As always, listen to the end to hear our guest answer our favorite question, what do you want your legacy to be? We hope our conversations will help you answer that question yourself and better equip you to pursue it for the glory of God. Well, hey guys, welcome to Men's Leadership Network podcast. I love this monthly podcast. It's been amazing to hear the stories about how God's been impacting the lives of so many men. And today we are joined with Jason Hitchings. And Jason is an incredible man of God, and I'm just so thankful for him. And you've probably seen his name before because uh, Jason serves as our part-time men's pastor, and he is amazing. He loves men and just has a heart for the Lord that's contagious and has a lot going on in his life, which you're going to find out more in this podcast, uh, but really is using his gifts and his talents for God's glory. And so I'm so thankful, Jason, that you're on the podcast today. And uh, man, just want you to kind of start off and just share a little bit of your family, your career, and kind of your journey. Sure. And I'm happy to be here. I'm <laughs> always it. happy to be able to share my testimony, my faith with mm-hmm. others. Um, especially men, mm-hmm. uh, which you'll hear about. But yeah, um, moved to uh, Middle Tennessee about four years ago. Uh, my wife, Amy, we have two kids, Braden and Summer. Um, I work for Travelers Insurance Company full-time, and what I do there is in legal resource management. So I'm an attorney. Uh, you're very courageous giving an attorney a microphone, by the way. <laughs> uh, we'll try to keep this as short as we can. Uh, but um, so that's that's kind of my story um, as far as family and career. Um, but, you know, my, my faith journey it yeah. is, is a really long story, and, and what brought me to Rolling Hills is even longer. We probably won't go there, but, um, you know, we I grew up in a house. Uh, my my parents were both raised in the church, but didn't raise us in the church, mm. and so they kind of walked away from that after marriage. Wow. Um, you know, didn't really lose the faith, so to speak, but just didn't do the things of God, didn't go to church, weren't active in the community, mm. and those things, but I had a great childhood. I mean, they were loving and you know, did all the things with me and made sure that I was always provided for. And so they kind of stepped into the role of God in that aspect. And when I look back on that, I think about how difficult it would be for someone like me to come to faith Wow! because I'd had everything handed to me. Mm. And so I always um, kind of belittled myself about my testimony that, oh, I don't have this. Or I don't have this, this rock bottom story or this really impactful, powerful story, but I didn't need it. And um, I think that is more of a testament to who God is and what his character is uh, in, in my life. Wow, man, that's powerful, you know, because I do think a lot of guys are like that. You know, they think, oh, well, I was, you know, strung out on drugs or, you know, and we see these dramatic, you know, transformations that, that Jesus does. And sometimes we belittle our own story, but God is at work in every one of our lives, you know, and I love that you were able to see that and then able to come to know Christ and and tell us just a little bit about how God brought you to Rolling Hills. Yeah, so um, I actually, this goes into my men's ministry background. Oh, yeah. Um, we, I came to faith 31608. It was Palm Sunday, 2008. <laughs> I love um, it. A- Amy and I had just started going to a church up in the suburbs of Chicago. Uh-huh. And uh, it, it was Palm Sunday, and, and they did an altar call. And we both, like, looked at each other, and we're like, we got to go up there. <sighs> so went up. Praise God. Uh, went back, you know, talked to the the staff uh, saved, baptized, same day together. Um, one year into our, about one year into our marriage. And so I, I kind of went through the motions and, mm. and I kind of, at first, you know, was on fire and doing all these things. And then it became just 
a habit. Mm. And so a habit in a bad way. I was doing the right things and saying the right things in front of the right people. But alone, I was walking further and further away. Wow. And so um, it took a, a move and my and Amy, Amy actually um, becoming uh, more involved in church. Uh, the kids were going to the Christian school uh, and she uh, started in her own little ministry ways uh, going to women's groups. Mm. And one morning uh, we were, someone in the house was sick and we weren't making a priority of church at that time because I wasn't being the spiritual leader I was called to be. Mm. And so normally when one person was sick, we all stayed home. And my daughter, who's about five at the time, four and a half, she comes down the stairs, daddy, we're going to church, aren't we? I said, yeah, sweetheart, we're going to church. Mm. So I got ready as soon as I could. Um, got to church late, never do that. Always sit near the front. You've seen me. <laughs> uh, but I sat in the back because I didn't want to disrupt anybody and churches have restarted. So I went and sat somewhere I never sit mm. next to a man I've never met. And he turns to me when we greet each other and he goes, hi, are you in a, you in a men's group? And I said, no, but I really want to be. And he said, well, what are you looking for? I said, Friday morning at 6 a.m. He goes, I have a Friday morning, 6 a.m. men's group that I lead. <laughs> oh, no way. <laughs> That's awesome. So through that story, <laughs> I met some people um, through that group uh, who actually both ended up attending here wow. a couple of years apart. They never met, um, but uh, just kind of drew me to Rolling Hills and they still go here today. And um, just, you know, it's, it's just funny how things work. Yeah. Yeah. That's the Lord, isn't it? Yes. I mean, <laughs> your daughter saying, let's go to church, and then sitting right there, the guy the, the, the guy who had the boldness to say that to you, and then, hey, Friday, 6 a.m., man, what a life impact. Well, so how did you even become interested in men's ministry? Because that's a passion of yours. Yeah, so, I mean, I think that was, that was it. It was life-changing me. Mm. So while I was a Christian since 2008, I really wasn't walking the walk the way I should until wow. 2017. Okay. And so, I mean, that's five short years ago, but it feels like a lifetime ago. Mm. And um, the radical change that it, it brought to me, to my family, um, for them to be able to notice, hey, something's different with dad. Um, I want other men to experience that and other families to experience that. Mm. And I was just talking to somebody um, back in the church and they said that, you know, there's so many prayer requests every week from women asking for their husbands to be saved. And I mean, that is just, that's tragic. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's wonderful that those prayer requests are coming in, but at the same time, there are so many unreached men or men who may be here on a Sunday morning, mm -hmm. but that's all they do. You know, they're looking for the, the way, the door, they're looking for the exit door. Mm -hmm. And there's so much more throughout the week that's needed. Amen. Wow. So, so that leads into this. Like, why do you think men's ministry is so important? I mean, why? Because we see a lot of women who are so excited, but but men, why do, why do you think it's so important to capture the heart of men for the glory of God? Yeah, I mean, well, first of all, we're all called to be spiritual leaders. Yeah. And and leaders as well. So that's mm -hmm. in the community. That's at work. Um, that's in your neighborhood, right? Uh, but when you add the spiritual aspect to it, that is God's calling on your life. Mm -hmm. No matter who you are, no matter if you think you're capable. Look, I'm an ordinary guy. I didn't go to <laughs> seminary, but I study the Bible on my own. Mm -hmm. um, I'm in men's groups, but... <laughs> It's it. You don't have to be classically trained in the faith mm. in order to do this. Right. To be a spiritual leader does not call you to that that mm. level. Mm. Um, and so, I mean, we're called to be relational beings. God wants a relationship with us, right? And we also are then built that way. And we're built to have those relationships with other men, but we don't know it 
because the world will tell you you can do it all on your own. Mm. You can fix it. You're strong enough. Mm. And that's that's just not true. Right. And without other people in your life kind of drawing you near and showing you that, you would never know. Mm. Wow. So talk about that, Jason, because I think that is such a big point. How do you prioritize that time? Because, I mean, I look at your life, and it's amazing, you know, what God's done. Uh, but, man, here you are, your husband, father, full-time attorney, you know. <laughs> and, and then you add to that, you know, this, this men's ministry that you're doing. And uh, it really is awesome. I mean, the men minute every Friday, just all that, you know, God's pouring through you into others. But how do you prioritize your time so that you stay spiritually strong, be that spiritual leader, right? And I think a lot of guys out there, I mean, we feel stretched. We feel pulled. How do you do that? Sure. I, I think I realized early on in my men's ministry journey mm-hmm. that God creates time when you create time. Mm. And so, you know, there's, I think there's 67 times in the Bible where it talks about somebody getting up early or arising with God in the morning. And so I make my mornings, you know, my worship time with God, I have quiet time, I, I'm in the word. Um, and then obviously with this, this ministry, uh, I try to do that as well before I start anything else. And, um, you know, you hear Jesus, David, Joshua, they all got up early to be with the Lord. And I think that that is just a testament to the truth that's in the Bible and the importance of it in our lives. Wow. That is a strong statement. God creates time for those who create time, right? You know, if you create time for the Lord, God's going to multiply your time. And I, I think that is brilliant. But so often we wake up in the morning and we're like, I got to get all these things done. And we think we'll put the Lord at the end of the day. and We never get to that, right? Absolutely. Oh, man. I hear that time and time again from men in groups that I've been in. That Well, you know, I do it at night because that's when I have the most free time. But it's, you know, and for me, right. that's taking away from my family time as yeah. well. Mm. And yeah, you can wait till the kids are in bed, which is another thing that I do to prioritize my time. But then you're taking away from your relationship with your spouse. Yeah. And, um, you know, those are all important things, not only to me, but to God. Yeah. Mm. And that whole principle of first things first, right? You know, what you, what you put in the first of day, that's going to carry throughout the day. And man, if your relationship with the Lord is prioritized, man, you're going to have that throughout the day. It's the first fruits and the blessing. Yeah, that's right. We see that in, in giving, right? But man, we don't think about it in time, but it's the same principle. Yeah, it's all worship. Wow. So good. Oh, that's so good. Hey, what do you think is are some of the biggest challenges facing men today? I mean, I think there's a lot of pressures in the world, mm-hmm. um, politically speaking, uh, that probably weigh on on guys' minds. You know, mm-hmm. what what are other people going to think about me mm-hmm. if I'm vulnerable, if I'm open with other men? Uh, I think that's a big one. And then that leads to isolation. Mm-hmm. And, and we talk about it versus, you know, what isolation does to a man. Oh, yeah. I mean, you saw David on the rooftop. Mm-hmm. You see Peter denying Jesus three times because mm-hmm. he's alone. And when we're alone, we fear and or we rationalize. Mm. And so when we're able to rationalize, I mean, I'm a man, I can rationalize pretty much anything. <laughs> Attorney too. Um, <laughs> and so, but, but if that goes- And Cubs fan. Right, Cubs fan. <laughs> I can rationalize all the, the mediocrity. Next year. Yeah, <laughs> it's always next year. I'm also a man of faith. Uh, but uh, if that goes unchecked though, mm. um, you know, you lead yourself down a dangerous road. And, and I, I have done that in my life. I did that before I came to faith Mm. and I did it after before I got involved in men's groups. Wow. And, you know, it's, it's just one of those things that a man left to his own devices is a powerful weapon for the enemy. Yeah. So talk, kind of expound on that a little bit, because I do think that rationalization impacts all of us 
So, so how do you see that playing out in a lot of men's lives? I think that men will start to normalize their behaviors and sin patterns mm. uh, because nobody else knows about it. No one's speaking truth into their life. And so if they have that ability to isolate and to do what they want to do when they want to do it, uh, it's just going to compound on itself. Yeah. Well, and I think, I think you're exactly right. Those sin patterns and uh, that's what happened to David right on the roof is what you mentioned. But even today, like pornography, you know, there's, there's just no consequences. Nobody knows, but man, it eats away at your soul and your spirit. It puts that division in your marriage, right? And then it puts that division with God. And so guys kind of back away and then they isolate themselves. It's just, it's just this spiral of sin. But you're right. It starts with that rationalization. Well, everybody's doing it. I mean, this is just what guys do. My needs aren't being met. Whatever we want to do to rationalize that. And we pull away from the Lord instead of drawing to the Lord. Yeah. Wow. You know, somebody told me once that your wife is not the provision for your purity. Mmm. And so that's that's a heart matter. You know, obviously God created that for your marriage, but at the same time, he didn't want you to be self-centered with it wow. and to expect your needs to be met when you want them to be met. Mm. And that was really powerful for me to hear. And I, I always share that with people when I have an opportunity. I'm glad you do, because, man, God wants that intimacy in our marriage and for us to value our wives, for us to love them. Yeah. And not us be self-centered like everybody's around just for us. Right. Right. Goodness. Man, I think that rationalization thing is big. And it, I don't even know what, I mean, when your parents kind of stopped going to church, they kept that faith. Was that a part of that scenario? What do you think led to that? Um, so going back, my, my mom felt like she was kind of forced to go to church when she was younger. Mm. And so it's kind of, you know, what you learn, you also either do with your children or you do the opposite. Yeah. And I think that for her, she felt forced to go. And mm. so she didn't want to do that to her children. Mm. Um, and so her heart was in the right place to yeah. an extent. Um, but I don't think that they ever truly, and I know this to be a fact now, we lost my mom last year. Mm. Um, and I know that my dad, you know, never lost that faith. And, um, you know, he, he's been here know, a lot and uh, really enjoys coming to church. And he's, he's like, oh, did you see this, the message today? I'm like, yeah, I was in church, dad. He's like, oh, I watched it online. Um, and so uh, it's just, it's great to see that, that change in him. Mm. Um, but I, I do think that, you know, we as as a parent, mm -hmm. I feel like I do have a tendency to do or not do the things that I learned, right? Mm -hmm. And we all do. Mm -hmm. um, they're, they're good and there's bad. Mm -hmm. And so we, we have to navigate through that. And I, I, told, I tell my son, hey, my guidebook is right here. Yeah. It's, it's the word of God. Mm -hmm. And so if it doesn't match up here, then I'm not doing it right. Wow. That's strong. That's strong. He needs to see that. Yeah. May I talk about that. How can men grow in this area of spiritual leadership? Yeah, I mean, like I said, it's, it's relational and it's surrounding yourself with others who also walk in the faith. I mean, you saw Jesus had the 12 mm -hmm. right? and then Jesus had his inner circle. Mm -hmm. uh, you see Paul and he's got, you know, Timothy and Titus and all these other men of God that either he was training or being trained by. Right. It's, it's a mutual ministry. So they're working within and amongst each other, ministering to each other. So what I tell men's group leaders is, hey, this isn't about you leading the group and you talking as much as possible. This is about everybody ministering to each other. Yeah. You're there for encouragement, right? Hebrews 10, 24, 25 tells us, and let us consider how to build up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another all the more as the day draws near. And so what we need to do is we need to make sure that we're carving out that time to meet together. Mm -hmm. And we need to make sure that we're doing it in encouragement. We're not mm -hmm. doing it in judgment. We're doing it to help one another along. 
And you may be the guy that day that needs to be poured into, or you may be the guy that day that needs to wake up and get there in the morning or night <laughs> to, to pour into somebody else. Mm, I love that, man. I love that. And you know, guys, I think we get that intuitively because we grow up playing sports, right? We grow up and we're around other guys. We, we love that. And then somehow, whether life gets busy or all of a sudden it becomes about us, but man, you get through college and you get your career and it, and you turn in on yourself versus thinking back to versus, do you see that? <laughs> uh, versus going back to when, man, I really love being a part of a team. I really love that camaraderie. And you're going, well, God created that in you, you know? Right. So yeah, that is a great point, Jason. When, and one other thing on sports yeah, yeah, yeah. while we're there. Yeah. Um, so I actually, uh, I, I coach, coached a lot of baseball when my son was still playing baseball. And um, I would see kids time and time again, just, you know, trying going through the motions, but not looking like ball players. And I have a strong belief that it's because kids don't watch baseball anymore. Mm. When I was a kid, I emulated everybody. <laughs> and so I learned to look like a baseball player, even though it wasn't that good, <laughs> because I watched them do it. And so, you know, Paul says in 1 Corinthians 11, 1, be imitators of me as I am of Christ. And so that's your other you know, aspect of how do you grow in spiritual leadership? Wow. You find a Paul <laughs> yeah, and you imitate what they're doing as they're imitating Christ. And you also have that guidebook. You have the reference that you can look at of the Bible to make sure, hey, am I following somebody who's actually following Christ? Because mm. we need to be men who are discerning as well. Yeah. Yeah. And we also got to think that our kids are watching us. Right. And so what example are we setting? Yes. Right. What example are we setting? And uh, man, are we leading them closer to the Lord? Are we saying, hey, this is a priority, you know, or they aren't looking like a ball player. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's man. That's strong. Hey, hey, talk about this, because Jason, you've done a great job just in all of men's ministry. You know, we have versus this big event it was so awesome with Tebow and, and just seeing so many lives changed. And, and then we've got the Bible studies that are ongoing. And, and I want you to talk about the versus Bible studies and other Bible studies for men. And then, because this is the time we need to get guys into it. This is it. You know, the podcast that happens every month, like we're at right now, and then the man minutes that come out every Friday. So why, why are these so important and how do they all work together? Yeah. So, I mean, Sundays are great. Yeah. Right. Um, but your walk can't end there. Right. And, and just like I said before, men tend to isolate and, and fall into the things of the world. I mean, that happens when they leave this church building on Sunday afternoon. So the more touch points a man has throughout the week, the more life change they're going to see in the closer walk with Jesus. Mm. And so, you know, whether it's a midweek study, which you said versus study starts actually this fall, September 7th, uh, 6 p.m. Awesome. here at, at uh, Franklin. And I believe Nashville is going to be doing that as well. Um, or if it's men, a men's group, you know, yeah. we have multiple men's groups meeting across middle Tennessee. Uh, yeah. we've got them all throughout each church campus, uh, with, with leaders and, and more leaders to be trained, um, <laughs> to come up with that in the spirit of two Timothy two. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, it, it, it's not Sunday is just not enough. It's right. not, I mean, we are called to walk with Jesus. How do you walk with Jesus? If you're stopping after one day, mm. that's right. I mean, man, praise God for Sundays, but you got to live out your faith on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday, right? That's where it's lived out. And that's where you need to be living with other men. Okay. And yeah. it's hard. It, yeah, it is. But that comes back to prioritizing your time. You know, because I look at your life, man, you know, like I said, husband, father, full-time attorney, but but you prioritize your time with the Lord. You prioritize your time with ministry, you know, but, but that's the same for guys, right? And guys, I think right now we're in August 
everything's being set, right? The new school year's right here at our door, you know, everything's starting, you know, for some people who are public school starts today, you know, the new school year. And uh, then you got private schools and homeschools, but, but everybody's setting their kind of calendar. You're setting your time, you're setting, you know, sports practice, you know, football season, all these things are coming, but man, what are you going to prioritize? Right. You know, and are you going to say, Hey, I'm going to be in a men's group this year. And I love that September 7th. Hey, get a group. I mean, we're starting off, do it. And, and you set that time. And, Jason, I'm still just kind of caught because I love how you said that, you know, God creates time for those who create time, right? And when we create time for him, man, God's going to multiply our time. We get those priorities right and, and set. And so. it's not going to make worldly sense. Yeah. <laughs> it seems so counterintuitive, but it works. Yeah. Talk about that. Like, like, how do you see that just in your own life? Yeah, I mean, I think I've had those frantic mornings where we're getting the kids out to school and I'm worried about something I've got to do at work. And that's that's my focus. Right. And and when I'm when I'm in that moment, I mean, that's when I get I get angry mm. or I, you know, I yell or it just sets off my entire day. But if I've been planted in the word that morning and I've got my firm foundation for the day, it's just drastically different. Yeah. Uh, but I have I have seen it like there's no way i'm going to be able to do all this stuff right in this day there, there's absolutely no possible fathomable way i'm going to be able to get all this accomplished and at the end of the day i do and the only explanation is i started out the right way yeah mm. man that is powerful that's powerful so as we come to this new school year this this critical time you're setting priorities of your families and individually man just just line it up with the Lord. Say, this is what I'm going to do and prioritize my faith. Yeah. And I mean, that, that's the challenge right now. Right. right. For, for all you men, like, mm. you know, take the first step. Yeah. I mean, you're not going to get any closer without taking the first step. Mm. You know, Jesus came and said, follow him. Right. Well, you can't follow him if you're not walking. And that's a continuous effort. And you can't learn to lead. You know, that's your next step. You can't learn to lead unless you've learned to follow mm. and follow the right example. And so that's what men's groups are really about. Yeah. It's about training up the next generation mm. of Christian men. Mm. Man, I think every guy needs a group. Every man, you, every guy, you need a group. And, and I've counted so many men that are like, oh, well, I'm our, we're already in a couples group. Yeah. Like, we've got the family. It's great. Like, we love it. And, and it is. Yeah. There is a place for couples groups. And those are really, really good for your marriage, for your kids to model that. You know, hey, this is important to us. We're going to fellowship with other believers and, and you're going to see us do it. Um, but there's just something different about men's groups. Yeah. When men's, men let their guards down and start to get real, mm -hmm. there is life change. And sometimes that's just not possible in a couple's group. Right, right. And I, I'm, not, I'm not encouraging men or licensing men to hide things from their spouse by any means. Yeah. But I think that there is, there's a time and a place where men can gather and, and relate with one another mm -hmm. because we are all the same. Mm -hmm. yeah. No matter how different we are, yeah. we are all the same. Yeah. Yeah, and men's needs are different than women's. I mean, you know, like it is so obvious to every every person, but then we don't get around other men and go, oh, wait a minute, you're dealing with the same thing? You're going through the same struggle? You know, sometimes our, our wives don't understand. I mean, that we feel this pressure. We feel this struggle, you know, and we need other guys who go, hey, I'm right there with you, man, you know, and I'll pray for you in the middle of it. And hey, I'll encourage you in the middle of it, you know? Gosh, we need that. And we, I need that. And we can surround ourselves with people in our lives that we've known from childhood yeah. that maybe aren't walking the walk, right? right. <clears throat> Sorry. And I think the trouble with that is, um, not that you should get rid of those relationships by, by any means, 
Um, but surrounding yourself with like-minded fellow believers mm. is just different. Mm. And um, you, you still get the camaraderie, um, but you also get the truth spoken into your life. Mm. on a regular basis and that's only going to benefit your your marriage your relationships with others you know if you're if you're a dad that's going to it's going to assist you with your kids mm. uh, and and there's I, I mean you can see i know <laughs> there's just so much there and um and most men like me included yeah. five years ago have yeah. no idea wow wow mm. all right what about this what challenge and encouragement would you give to men today from a men's pastor perspective, right? You, you've you sat in this seat now, and it's a different seat, right? You, you've you've been there with, man, praise God, you accepted Christ. I love that, 316-08, you know? I mean, how awesome. Uh, and so, man, that decision to commit to Christ. But then you said, you know, it was seven years or so before you really started living for the Lord, right? You're just getting passionate. And then, man, what, what from this seat, as you look at men, you look at men's groups, what challenge and encouragement would you give to men? Yeah, I mean, I think a verse that says it well, don't go alone. Yeah. Right. Um, I think Nike says it well, just do it. Uh, <laughs> stop making excuses. Yeah. I mean, we can all, again, rationalize how we spend our time, you know, whether we're checking scores on ESPN, mm-hmm. first thing in the morning, checking work emails. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you prioritize that time, God will prioritize the time that you have in your life mm-hmm. for Him and His glory. Mm-hmm. And that's how we're built. Right, we are here. We are created to bring glory to God, Mm. and if we're not walking closely with Him and with other men who feel the same way, it's just—it's not impossible, but it's very difficult. Yeah, I I love that. I mean, I I think you've nailed it. I think you've been with a lot of men. I think you've walked, and it really is capturing—you know—our heart for the Lord, and it really starts in the morning. You know, it really does. And, and you know, that is the big temptation, right? You get up, you check scores, you want to see how the Cubs did. You want to see who, you know, whoever your team is, right? They probably lost. <laughs> but, I mean, you're just like that. And then, or you check work email, right? Immediately reach over, you grab your phone, and you're like, man, where am I on work? But that just sets the whole day. And, and, and how different when you wake up and you go, man, I want to spend time with the Lord right here. And, and, and I think you mentioned it 67 times in the Bible. It, people getting up early. And I mean, you talk about the spiritual leaders, right? And you look at Moses and Joshua, Jesus rose up early in the morning, right? Went to a solitary place to pray. And you're thinking, how do these people accomplish and change the world? I mean, didn't they have a lot of demands? But they prioritized. Yep. Put God first. And this is, man, Jason, this is so good. I mean, this is so good. And it's every man's battle, right? It's every man's struggle. Um, But man, when we get that right, it just impacts our family, impacts you know, our career impacts our lives, right? So that is so good. So, uh, hey, I'll, I just have this picture in my mind, too, of your daughter coming down the stairs and saying, are we going to church? And I just think that's powerful, you know, and um, for you and your family, and you, you set that priority, and, and, and your kids see that and want to be a part of that, you know. So praise yeah. God. Hey, what do you want your legacy to be? Well, I was ready for this question. <laughs> You've known it's coming, man. Yeah. Um, I, so when I think of legacy, I think of I think of two things. How do I want to be remembered, mm-hmm. right? And then also, what impact do I want to leave? And so I think my two answers are different. Um, the way I want to be remembered is I want to be remembered as a man who's more like Jesus every day and, and more and more every day, um, showing love and character of Christ uh, with everyone that I'm with, okay? Um, you know, I, 
just had a loss. And, you know, you, whenever you get to a funeral, you see people that you know and love that you maybe don't see on a, on a regular basis. And um, you hear great things about the people that have passed on. And, and I, I think we all kind of want that. We all want to hear great things about ourselves, but I don't want to hear it for me, mm. right? I want to hear what kind of, um, I guess, what kind of impact that I've left uh, in my wake, right? Um, I want my children to, to see me walk out my faith and then choose to do the same thing. Um, but I think also the impact that I leave, you know, we talk about next generation. Yeah, yeah obviously first, your family, your kids, you know, the loved ones. But I see the next generation as everybody. Yeah, It's every man, no matter how old the man may be, mm -hmm. right? I can see a 67 year old man walking in here with life change and that's the next generation I need to help pour into. Mm -hmm. And we all need to surround those people. So it doesn't matter if the next generation is a little child or not. We are all to be children of the faith, right? Mm -hmm. Man, that is powerful. You've obviously been thinking about that, and you've been living it, too. And so I'm so grateful for that, Jason. I try. Yeah, I know. We're all a work in progress, aren't yes. we? <laughs> yeah. you know, well, I've said before, I think I've shared with you, you know, we're yeah. all a work in progress, but we'll never progress unless we let God do the work in our lives. Mm. Wow. That's so. That'll preach right there. So, man. Well, let me pray for us right now. Father God, thank you so much for today. Thank you for Jason. God, thank you for his heart, for you, first and foremost, God. And thank you for 31608 when you captured his heart. And God just changed his life. And Father, I thank you that you are the giver of life. And God, I pray boldly, God, that you would continue to use him in a mighty way to impact men um, for your glory. I pray for every man listening, God. I pray every one of us, Lord. And God, there are so many takeaways from this podcast for each one of us. And so I pray we would prioritize you. I pray our lives would be lived for you and for your glory, and that we would have a legacy that we leave. We're all going to leave a legacy, but we would have a legacy of Jesus in our hearts and our lives and our families and about those who've come behind us. Father, we love you. Thank you for all you're doing. And to you be glory forever and ever. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 Wow. Jason, thanks so much for joining us today. And so powerful, so good. And men, thanks for listening. Just want to encourage you guys. The Man Minute comes out every Friday. And so you'll be seeing the follow-up to this podcast over the next several weeks. And, and I encourage you. It's August now. Man, let's set those priorities and put the Lord first. you got versus groups that are coming up, men's groups that are coming up. Jump into one and let's grow and be the followers God created us to be. Join us next month for the next podcast. And blessings on you all today. You've been listening to the Men's Leadership Network podcast. We pray what you learned today will be helpful as you strive to become a better leader in your own home, workplace, and community. As always, if you're impacted by today's podcast, we hope that you'll subscribe, comment, and share this podcast with others. And be sure to join our email list to ensure you never miss an episode. You can do that now and find all of our past episodes at mensleadershipnetwork.com. We'll be back with a new episode on the first Friday of every month. Thanks for listening.